don't start having conversations, asking questions in these uncertain times, how do we overcome the unknown? When your moments of today are controlled by your thoughts of tomorrow, when do the problems of yesterday catch up with your someday I'll take time and get around to it life as we know it keeps changing we search for answers and find new reasons welcome to the podcast i'm your host sean brand this is the podcast new equals reason in a world where the unknown keeps us learning daily together we journey into the new it equals the reason to have a conversation about it if we all plant good seeds today Our food for thought for tomorrow will be plentiful for the future. On this episode, I want to talk about family. I wanted to do this podcast on a quote I heard, but when I started researching and finding out, you know, the structures that they list for families, I found there were six. And I started reading, and it kind of changed the direction I wanted to go with this episode. I wanted to do it on friends, the family you choose, because I thought that was a very interesting quote and a very interesting way to say that's how you view friends when I heard it. And I kept thinking about it all day. And I said to myself, well, how many friends do I have that I would consider family over my lifetime? And I thought about it. And I kept thinking, three, maybe four? And when you think about three to maybe four, that's pretty decent size number to consider family when you think about all the people you've ever met, come in contact with, know, speak to, consider acquaintances. Or even a friend, but to consider them family is a different level. And I kept thinking, well, I wonder how many people have friends out there that they would consider family. And I decided to do an episode talking about types of family, talking about structures and I typed in types of family just to make sure I had the right number according to Google and how many were popping up and for one I found interesting was betterhelp.com they list six different family types and they give different Um, strengths and weaknesses 
for each structure, which I thought was interesting. And I thought, well, I'll read a few points from each section and see if people agree, disagree, think it's good, should be changed. And the first one that they talk about is nuclear family, which is your traditional family, consists of two parents, usually married or common law, and their children. Nuclear families may have one or more children who are biological or adopted, but the main idea is the parents are raising the children together in the home, which we all heard. That makes sense. So some of the strengths they list, financial stability, both parents usually working now, which I think if you have daycare, which they don't talk about, uh, somebody's just working to pay a daycare bill, so a lot of people have a stay-at-home parent because you're just working to pay a daycare bill anyway. Our children are raised in a stable parenting situation, hopefully. Consistency. Uh, focus on communication. And I mean, if you want to be honest, most people on their tablet, cell phone, maybe not the best communication, but I get what they're saying. Weaknesses of a nuclear family. Exclusion of extended family can lead to isolation stress. Uh, I agree with that because me and my wife were talking about it a couple times before. And kids don't grow up around family like they used to. Most people have to move away, better jobs, better situations. Can struggle with conflict and resolution. Mm, yeah, I agree with that. Nuclear families can become too child-focused, resulting in self-centered children and families neglecting other things. I think that's just parenting style. I don't really think that has anything to do with what kind of structure you grow up in myself. They list single parents as number two, which would just be one parent raising a kid in a home by themselves. I grew up in a single-parent home. The strengths of single-parent families. Family members can come become very close, learn to share household duties. Children and parents become very together. Weakness of a single-parent family. Families struggle to get by one income. Some are on social assistance. Yes, there are a lot of people on assistance, but I think you got a lot of married families on assistance, too. It can be difficult for a parent to work a full-time job and a full-quality daycare. That is very true. I know growing up when I was younger, by the time you were about eight or nine, you were by yourself and watching your brother or sister or in the neighborhood you were in. Hopefully, people in there would watch. Or if you had family, parents can be inconsistent 
especially for children going back and forth between parents. Yes, that's more for divorced families. Um, I have a brother-in-law. He's divorced. So I've heard a couple different things about that. I don't. I wasn't familiar with a lot of things to do with divorce, which I'd have to research and maybe we'll do a show on that. Number three is extended family. While most people in the U.S. would identify with nuclear family as being a traditional type of family, in different cultures, extended families are much more common and have a round of 100 years extended families with two or more adults who are related through blood or marriage, usually along with children. Typically, extended families live together in social support and achieve common goals. For example, parents may live with their children and their children's grandparents. This gives family the ability to provide care for the elderly, and in turn, their grandparents may be able to help with child care. Now, like I said, I grew up in a single-parent home till I was about 10, and I didn't realize that when my grandmother moved in, that would be considered extended family. So I guess it was kind of half and half for me. Things like respect and care for elderly are important. I think kids learn a lot from the elderly. I think that's something that kids should be around their grandparents a lot. Learn different times, uh, different ways the world works, different views. Because nowadays kids and their parents tend to be a little bit closer in age. So they tend to have some of the same things in common. But with the elderly, very rarely does a kid and elderly person share the same views based off technology and how the world's going. Most families are around to help matures child care in case of emergency. Very true. I had an aunt that was around a lot. Social support, weakness, financial issues may occur if the parents are supporting several other adults. That's very true. Lack of privacy. Another good point. Number four they list is childless families. Uh, those are two parents who can't have or don't have or don't want children in the world types of dynamics these families often forgotten or left out even though they still have a family without a child very true in the past growing up getting married and having children was norm but today more choosing not to have children so they list some strengths of childless families typically have more disposable income, no dependents to take care of, have more freedom to travel, go on adventures. Couples get to spend more time out. I guess it's more your partier couples that like to go out, have a good time. Nothing wrong with that. Weakness. Couples can feel isolated or left out when they're Friends, family start having kids. I guess you hear that a lot, no matter if you're married with kids or not. If you like kids, you can feel like something is missing. 
Number five, step family. A step family is when two separate families merge into one. This can go several ways. Like two divorced parents with one or more children blended families. One divorced parent with kids marries someone who's never been married or has kids. Like a single parent family. Step families sometimes look down upon by other people who prefer nuclear families. And they list some strengths. Uh, children get the benefit of having two parents around. Very true. That's important. Children and their new sibling and step-parents can form strong bonds. If you have step-parents that are great parents to your kids, uh, be thankful and you know, show them appreciation and say thank you. Because it's, it's very important to have good role models around and not everybody gets lucky to have uh, great step parents or find great state step parents so if you have some out there be sure to tell them thank you and for what they do benefits of having two incomes weakness adjustments can be difficult parents can run into problems trying to discipline other others kids Yes, that would be something that I would like to hear more about, how people adjust to other people disciplining their kids. Number six, they list as grandparent family. The final family type, the most common of them all, is a grandparent family. Grandparent family is when one or more grandparent is raising their grandchildren while uncommon, according to American Association for Marriage and Family Therapy, grandparenthood families are on the rise. They share that this situation happens when the parents are around to take care of their kids and incapable of properly taking care of their kids. I had a grandparent who raised a cousin because my aunt wasn't able, so I'm very familiar with that. Uh, she took care of him from a child, and she ended up having two more. And I remember being about seven or eight and her telling me she just felt bad because she couldn't provide for the other two the way she wanted to, and they had to be put up for adoption. And she lived with that guilt because those were her blood and she was from a different time, you know, when family was, you did what you had to do to keep family around. She taught me a lot. And I remember, you know, her keeping us around and making sure she talked to us and, you know, showed us ways that we should, you know, take care of our family. So she, she helped raise me a lot. So I understand the grandparent family. To the utmost. Some of the strengths grandparents and grandchildren form a close bond. Keeps children from ending up in foster homes. I just said that, didn't even read it. That's just a real life story. Uh, weaknesses grandparents may not work full time, 
jobs and they struggle with income. She was a little bit older. I think she was already retired about the time all this happened. Depends on their health. And that's what happened with her. She got older and we couldn't. She ended up in a wheelchair and she couldn't keep everybody. Um, and he got older. But I think even though, you know, we got different family structures, I think anything you have as a structure, as long as you keep it held up to the most high of importance and you love and cherish and care about each other, there's no wrong structure. There's growing structures that I think change based on what uh, people are doing in life and how they're living. And so whatever structure you have, cherish it and continue to grow to be a better family and be more tight-knit. I want to thank you for tuning in to my podcast, New Equals Reason. I'm your host, Eshawn Brown. Conversation is key to communication. So let's keep the conversation going until the next time. Thank you.